Welcome back to What Do They Know podcast. The matchup for Super Bowl 58 is set with the Chiefs and 49ers winning their conference championship games. The guys will break down both games and give their perspective on the Chiefs' continued dominance and preview the Super Bowl matchup coming up. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what's going on, everybody. The Super Bowl is officially set. We are sitting here Sunday night as the last game of the day has officially wrapped up. Nick and Jeff here with you. We're going to wrap up the AFC and NFC championship games mm-hmm. and then um, just obviously preview as best we can uh, the Super Bowl, which is officially <sighs> the Chiefs and the 49ers. Wow. Who would have who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Yep. Um, I told I, I said this last week, half joking, half not. Like, why are we going to be surprised when there's no reason the Chiefs should knock off the Ravens? Right. And they do. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we talked about last week, and I keep preaching, you know, <laughs> the Chiefs should lose, and the Chiefs should lose. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to apologize to the Chiefs. I, I will do no such thing. You need to <laughs> I will do no such Chiefs, thing. I'll Mr. tell you that right Mr. Now. One and Done. One and Done. They're going to be one and done. Um, I'm going to dig up that episode and like I've, input it into this. You're going to send it to the social yes, media team and yes. like hot take, yep. freezing cold takes or whatever that is. Um yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I will not apologize for that. I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, the, yes. Any like I, I gave Andy Reid just kudos last week. He, he figured it out. Um, Patrick Mahomes is obviously Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. We're probably viewing the best quarterback maybe ever, ever, um, ever. developing yeah. in front of our eyes. Um, it's just one of those things where they didn't have the pieces. They, 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 any way you, you look at that roster, they don't have the pieces to match up with the Baltimore, um, with a, with the, but it doesn't matter. The Miami team that, yep. Um, that was so hot during the, during the season, Buffalo team. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, coaching, um, experience, and then just having Mahomes being that much, I guess, willing his team to, to victory is, is the X factors that Kansas city is, has made a lot of success through um those those uh things have always been consistent and constant with uh, with uh Kansas City for for a while now and that's why we we get tired of them but they they simply don't yeah. <laughs> they they keep power, powering on yep so i i wrote this down and you basically just said it perfectly so coaching experience mm-hmm. and Mahomes getting it done input Brady into that Right. Instead of Mahomes. It's, they're literally the Patriots. <laughs> There's definitely they a lot are, of similarities. They are the new Patriots. And, mm-hmm. I, and I've I've started to say that the last couple episodes as they just continue to win. Right. That, <clears throat> I mean, we shouldn't be surprised anymore. No. I, we shouldn't be. We're, I'm done. I'm done. Right. Writing them off. Right. I, 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 and I, I mean, how many times did we have seasons where, you know, halfway in or three quarters through the seasons, oh, the Patriots are done. Right. This is that. This is the year they're finally going to fall off, and then Brady's doing Brady things. Belichick's being Belichick, and they're right there in the Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. We're like, how the freak did they get here? It's right. the same thing with the Chiefs. Yep. And and so I mean, you know, seventeen ten over the Ravens today. It was not pretty. No. Um. I mean, I think the I think the big story obviously is Mahomes, and and we we can continue to talk about how great he is, his legacy. I mean, I would say right now Brady is still ahead of him, but the scary part is he's only 28. Yeah. He, this is going to be his fourth Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he's 28 years old. Yeah. I and, mean, I mean, there's big – obviously, we'll get into this probably after the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll probably set the scene for next season, but 
there's going to be question marks after this season. Is Andy Reid coming back? Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age as his number one target. I mean, how long is their their shelf life mm-hmm. or, or their longevity? I guess. But for right now, right. man, I mean, they're they're back in it again. No, I mean, I, I obviously as long as uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid uh, are having fun, I don't see a reason to to retire. Obviously, you want to retire on top and whatnot and have a storybook ending. But at the same time, like you have Patrick Mahomes, You're, right? <laughs> how, right. Why would you? Why, why would you shortchange yourself on, exactly. on another Super Bowl or another, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Um, he's been what's the AFC Championship game every single year. He's been a starter. There's there's absolutely no reason to to hightail it unless you're just not having fun anymore. And the way I see it, I, I feel like Andy Reid's still having fun. Um, Travis Kelsey's obviously still having fun oh with gosh, the homes. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things where this this team will continue to go uh, as long as Mahomes is is healthy and and obviously obviously their their roster can can have its flaws but they they know they've figured out ways to overcome any flaws that they uh, I guess uh, come across during the regular season um, but yeah it's just one of those things where I, I we'll see during the off season where they go but at the same time I don't see any reason for them to to let go of what they have just yet. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that Andy Reid, I mean, you know, can never get inside a guy's head, but I think you'd be foolish to, to, to retire now. Yeah, and especially after all the, I guess, failures he had in Philadelphia. And, like, now, like, right. the golden ticket just fell in your lap, and there's right. no reason to, to let no that doubt. go. And, I mean, you could argue that this game or this postseason is his best work. Oh, as far as coaching, I oh, mean, we've it's been well documented their deficiencies all year, mm-hmm. and I feel like he finally figured out, you know, midway. I don't know, three four weeks left in the season, whatever it was, whenever you want to say that that aha moment was, mm-hmm. he he finally figured out that he needed to use Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco more, and Rasheed Rice. Right, those two guys. When those two guys kind of stepped up and started making plays. The offense got you know became completely different. Tra- Travis Kelsey freed up more. I mean, he had he mm-hmm. went absolutely off today. He had eleven receptions, one hundred and sixteen yards, and uh, a touchdown. He broke the NFL record right. for postseason catches. Uh, and touchdowns, pre- right? And I don't know about t- I don't know about touchdowns. Uh, I, maybe, oh. uh, but definitely catches, which was held by Jerry Rice. That's yeah, that's just now okay. And so yeah. he he now has the most catches in playoff history. As, and that, and he's a tight end. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, another similarity, you know, Brady and Gronk. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, in my opinion, they've they have passed Brady and Gronk. Oh, absolutely. Mahomes and Kelsey are the best quarterback tight end duo. I mean that I that I've ever seen that I could that I can think of. Yeah, and uh, when you we saw Brady and Gronk, I, I, honestly, I didn't think we'd we'd have a comparison so so quickly. Um, obviously, t- the tight end kind of got revolutionized with Gronk. Um, yeah. the Patriots did the whole two tight end with Aaron Hernandez and Gronk there. Yep. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Graham was coming on during that in that time. But yeah, Kelsey came in and just took it a step further. Yep. Um, obviously, there's a lot of question marks with Gronk of, of I guess if he would have played a lot longer than he did. Right. Um. Right. Obviously, he was always retiring and then unretiring and the willingness to to play the play the game. But there, I don't I don't see that with Kelsey. Kelsey actually is there and. Um, obviously he's taking full advantage of making that connection with Mahomes and they, they've struck gold on that connection. Um, obviously I, I don't even remember where Kelsey even came from, to be honest with you. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Him and his brother both went there. Oh, did they? Yep. Nice. So yeah, it's just one of those things where I guess he wasn't, 
at least in my view, he wasn't a highly regarded prospect until until Mahomes came along and kind of like put him on the map yeah. even. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where you have to appreciate the things that are happening in front of you, even if you don't want them to happen or you're not a fan of, of whoever's doing it. Kelsey and Mahomes, obviously, I'm I guess I'm a bit tired of seeing them all the yeah, time but at the yeah. same time you have to put that aside and, and, and I, appreciate what you're seeing it's funny I, you were here when i was telling my wife this you know because she's getting so she's officially done with the chiefs like she never <laughs> wants to see my wife never wants to see patrick mahomes ever again right like ever or or travis kelsey or taylor swift or taylor like swift. she's just done right and i was had you know trying to give her some perspective as to what <laughs> you know what we're watching right now and i right. was like you know as annoyed as all of us are at this point with the chiefs, the same way that everybody was annoyed with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. We're literally witnessing greatness. We're mm -hmm. witnessing history. We are watching what ultimately I believe is going to be, if he's not already the best quarterback of all time, the best NFL player of all time mm -hmm. in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he is, you can sit there and, you know, make fun of his voice and say he's annoying and the chiefs <laughs> and Kermit. everything that always is associated with him, his wife, his brother, whatever. Right. The dude is a stud. Right. The dude flat out like, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. I, and he's I, only 28. Yeah. I, 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 they said somebody tweeted that today. Like he's, you know, it says his fourth Super Bowl and he's only 28 and my jaw dropped. My jaw hit the floor. Yeah. Because it seems like number one, he's been in the league forever because he's already done so much. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he has think about how long Tom Brady played. Right. How old was he? 40, 43, well, 44. Well, I mean, if, you, if he goes, if, if you're going up based off of that, Mahomes has at least another 12 years. Right. What is he going to do in 12 more years? It's that's, that's kind of sickening to think about. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess this comes down to character because obviously through all the documentaries um, that you see of Tom Brady, he had like an obsession to win. Yep. Um, Mahomes. I'm not, sh I guess I haven't seen his character enough to see if he has that same that's drive fair. that Tom Brady has. Yep. Um, so whether he's going to play into his forties or, or late thirties, I'm not sure, but at the level he's playing now, there's no, I guess, foreseeable future where he's going to slow down. Um, I think he's probably got at least 10 more years in him, um, at least. Um, and then from there, it's just it's just going to be the same thing as what Andrew Reid's doing now. Is he still having fun at the end of the day? I right. mean, if you keep going to Super Bowls, that, I mean, yeah. what, what, what more do you have to prove to anybody right. at this point? Um, he, he he obviously knows what he's doing and. And he's, he's been successful at everything he's done. And there's just nobody in the NFL that can really stop him right now. So, I mean, it, it'll just depend on what he feels is, I guess, appropriate for him to, to go how far he wants to go. Yep. 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 I think a big story in this game that I feel like genuine, generally gets overlooked because it's Mahomes mm -hmm. is how phenomenal the Chiefs defense played. Yeah. Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, just put on a masterclass performance of controlling Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and that run game. Mm -hmm. I mean, going into the game, everybody, the story was, you know, Mahomes is not going to be able to match up with the Ravens defense. And granted, he didn't light the world on fire, but he right. did enough to win the game. Whereas the Ravens, the, the, the chiefs defense completely bottled them up. Right. I mean, in terms of, it's been like the same story throughout the year. Mahomes gets the, the kudos and the credits and, and the spotlight and whatnot. And rightfully so, because he makes, he makes the, the plays that he need, he needs to make at the right time. But the Chiefs defense is what's been keeping them in every game uh, this year. There's, they've won them games. Um, they've, you can argue they've actually pushed them to uh, the Super Bowl this year. Um, obviously, there's uh, there's been some connections there with uh, the offense uh, starting to flow together. But the defense has always been 
consistently there. Yep. Steve Spagnuolo. Yep. I, I, I have such a beef with Steve Spagnuolo because he, he led like the worst defense of all time with the Saints. So I'm, I'm looking at this guy do this with Kansas City. I'm like, how? Yeah, it's wow. funny. Why it's is kind of was an you got to look at it as an anomaly because mm-hmm. prior, you know, prior to that he was a was a great coordinator with the Giants, right. you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's having success now with the Chiefs, so I don't know what happened with the Saints. It could have been personnel issue. I, I it, guess. It's just all sorts of stuff, I, but I think it was that, a one and done there. I, I think that, you know, this is now showing that that was an anomaly. Right. A bloop in the radar, yeah. but obviously being a Saints fan, that's the impression I always yeah. got no, from I, him. I, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, he's been Mr. Consistent there as well. Obviously, he's been in there for a few years. Um, he's he's definitely righted the ship there with Andy Reid. There's, I mean, there's no flaws in that coaching staff because you have the same people always there. You have Andy Reid controlling that offense, and then you have uh, uh, Spagnuolo there in the defense. Obviously, the enemy uh, took off, but the concepts with Andy Reid are still there. So, I mean... It would be interesting to see this Chiefs uh, team without Andy Reid, but at the same time, I feel like the concepts are still there too, and you have Mahomes who can probably adapt to any playbook that that you throw at him. So, but at the same time, yeah, the Chiefs defense is uh, de- definitely should get a lot more, I guess, uh, notoriety uh, yeah. than they have this this whole uh, postseason. Yep. Now, from the Ravens side of things, I mean, this is it's going to be Oof. it's going to be tough. Oof. I mean. Number one, they just they did not play with any composure. Um, in my opinion, you think about think about the Zay Flowers taunting penalty. You know they made a huge play in the fourth. You know in the fourth quarter, big big chunk yardage play, momentum shift, mm-hmm. and he gets the taunting penalty to uh, you know send him back fifteen, 15 yards. yards. Right. Um, obviously, he had the fumble at the goal line, and which the same was, drive. was a f- <laughs> unbelievable play right. by I think it was Sneed. Sneed. Uh, Ladarius, Ladarius Sneed of, of of the Chiefs to knock that ball pretty much save the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was literally less than a half a yard from scoring, right? And they knocked he knocked the ball loose and was able to to get the recovery. Yeah, it would have made it a seventeen fourteen game. Yep, yep, totally changed the complexion of the game. Right. Um. It just it just looked like they never were were confident. Lamar looked just scattered in the pocket, very very quick to make a decision. He he was I, I was shocked by how hesitant he looked to run mm-hmm. there were several plays i could think and and romo even said it at one point he's waiting too long to make the decision to run the ball right and so i don't know what what factored into that if he just was worried about making the wrong decision or or, right. or what but um i you know as a ravens fan or or as part of that team i the big question for me is like where do you go from here mm-hmm. because they had a ready-made championship team this was the year that they were going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Mahomes came along and ruined that. Right. <laughs> so where do, where do they go from here? That's a mighty fine question. I mean, uh, with Baltimore, I feel like their defense is always a consistent thing as well. Um, you can always rely on the uh, defense yeah. to, yep. to keep you in games. With Lamar Jackson, though, it's – I felt – like last week he he, he – he was con- he was convinced when he was going to run. He rushed for like eleven times for over hundred yards or hundred yards even, and he had like two TDs. Yep. He, he knew when he when he should have ran and went again out of the pocket and when not and when to pass the ball. He, bar- he barely scratched fifty yards this, this right. today. It looked like he was, uh, how do I say it? I guess he had like a mental overload where he yeah he, he wanted to throw the ball 
but at the same time, like his body was telling him to run, but he wanted to throw the ball at the same time. Yeah. So it was, he, it looked like he was conflicted out there. The, the whole, now that I'm kind of verbalizing this and thinking about it, the mm-hmm. whole game plan in general was completely wrong. Right. I shouldn't say wrong because who am I to say that it's wrong, but <laughs> it, it, they, they are a running team, right? They're a team that, that gets huge chunk yardage plays can just destroy you and break you down with the run game. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was throwing the ball way too much today. Well, let me tell you, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill's yeah, rushing please numbers. Please do. Gus Edwards had three yard, three attempts for 20 yards, and Justice Hill had three attempts for three yards. Six attempts between both your running backs. That's so who the heck ran the ball? Lamar yeah. Jackson. <laughs> I think he had eight attempts for 54 so yards. So they had 14 rushing attempts the whole game? Is that and what you're Eight by your me? quarterback. Yep. Eight of them were by Lamar Jackson. See, that's not right. Exactly. That's a big... That's that's a that's the offensive coordinator. We yeah. you know, we've praised Todd Munkin all season. We have. That's that's a product of trying to do too much in the biggest moment mm-hmm. and getting away with getting away from what got you there. Exactly. I, I feel like the Chiefs played the the game that the, the Ravens should have played. I agree. Um, so I agree. It's, it's they ran with Pacheco twenty four times. Pacheco only got sixty four yards, but or sixty eight yards. Pardon me, but twenty four attempts, one TD. I mean, it it keeps the defense honest uh, to the run game. Obviously, if you're going to throw ninety percent of the time, there's there's no, there's no there's no sell, there's no uh, play action pass. Um, it, it becomes Lamar Jackson, and, and I feel like throughout the entire season, they contained Lamar Jackson's, I guess, uh, hand in the pie. Um, how much he he was supposed to. Uh, Obviously, J.K. Dobbins losing him in week one yeah. kind of adjusted, but that was back in week one. You, yep. you, you've had so much time to adjust and and realize what Gus Edwards and, and Justice Hill brings to the table. Um, and, and didn't they sign Delvin Cook as well? They did. I don't yeah. even know if he made an appearance I, today. I, I don't even see him out on the field either. So it, it, obviously, with the Delvin Cook signing, you it, you should have made a commitment to running the ball, but you did not, and that kind of cost you. Uh, now in the AFC Championship, they they like you said they went away from everything that got them there. Um, their defense did what they needed to do, but they they turned the ball over three times. Um, obviously in the most costly of, of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twice. Yeah. The, the the interception late in the game, right, twice triple prison. coverage right. was, right. I mean, inexcusable. Right. Uh, you know, it's 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 number one. The tight end called for the ball. Isaiah likely threw his hand up when he had three guys all around. Right. Him. I don't know what was going on there. What he thought he saw. Um, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't put that on him at the end of the day. It's the quarterback who makes that decision and it was just a horrible decision. He was right. never open. No, never. No. Um, and I mean, you take, you, th- you think about that, that drive mm-hmm. and the fumble by Zay flowers. I mean, that's, yep. that's at least 10 points right there. Right. That's <laughs> that wins you the ball game. Right. I wins right. you the ball game right yeah. there. And so I, you know, I, I, I really, I don't know what, what is the next step to get the Ravens over the edge? I really don't now. And I'm going to throw this out here and I'm not, and I'm not even, I, I'm going to preface this, but I'm, I don't know if I even think this is a good idea or agree with this, mm-hmm. but if you are the Ravens specifically their, their ownership, their front office, do you go after Belichick? <laughs> is that, ah. is that it? Now I love Jim Har- or John Harbaugh. Excuse right. Me. I love John Harbaugh. Right. But like, is that what, like my, I'm cause my thought process is, you had about as good of a season as you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Like everything went right from an injury standpoint, minus JK Dobbins. Um, they had a phenomenal defense. They had the number two offense in the league mm-hmm. on paper. Everything was ready for them. Right. What's the next step? 
Is it bringing in Belichick? Is that what is that what it's going to be? Yeah, I'm looking at the roster and where they can he basically wants focus. Ready, he wants a ready-made team, right? right? He wants to be able to step in, and and I, I just don't know. I don't know what it what what schematically they're going to be able to do different to 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 get them over that hump. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, there's it's just not a roster overhaul that no that is, I guess, needed here. No, it, it's. I it's, still think they need another playmaker, a wide receiver. Right. I mean, um, Zay Flowers is only a rookie; it's yep. only his first year. Obviously, next year maybe he'll take another step. But at the same time, you need Odell Beckham's a free agent. Um, obviously, you you do you do need someone there. Mark Andrews hardly played at all. Maybe yeah, that healthy. was a, that was a disappointment. I right. don't. Yeah, he uh, had to have not been fully ready. Right. A healthy Mark Andrews might change might change the, the complexion of the game a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jay Flowers had, I think, five receptions for, let me see here, 115 yards and a TD. I think the, the other wide receivers combined had a total of five receptions. You need someone else to, to I guess, pick up the slack there, especially if Mark Andrews is just going to be a decoy yeah. uh, type of thing. Yep. Um, especially if you're going to have Lamar Jackson throw that many times or drop back that many times. It's, it's, I cannot believe that right. they only ran the ball that many times. Yep. Like I knew watching it, they weren't really running the ball, but right. for you to throw out those numbers, like that's baffling to me. Yeah. And it wasn't even a blowout. It was a close game throughout the entire thing. Right. And it's right. like they panicked just because Mahomes and, and KC were on the other side of the sideline. You didn't see this uh, last week at all. No. Um, they, they had a game plan and they stuck to it this week. They, whether this was the game plan, it's just, I, I feel like it can't, can't be I, like I'm baffled by it. It shouldn't <laughs> be the game plan. You, yeah. you don't you you don't throw the ball that many times with Lamar Jackson. You, right. You, you you run the ball and then um, Lamar Jackson. I feel like like I said earlier. I think he just had a mental overload of how much was how much responsibility he was giving him at the end of the day. But oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see where where they go because I I, I can't I can't give you an answer for that. Right. I, 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 honestly I don't. Can't. I, there's no there's no easy solution. Like oh we got to change this mm-hmm. or oh we we have a we have a gap here. Like there's there's just not that. No. They were this was their year. Right. Um. And so I'll be really curious to see what their offseason looks like. Mm-hmm. Um. Timeout. Real quick. Okay. Okay. So I, I know this is the the playoffs, Super Bowl matchup, all that. Uh-huh. We got to talk about Belichick. <laughs> All right. As I said his name, I'm like, we got to talk about him. Uh, he has not been hired yet. No. no there are not. only two openings left. What is that? Seattle Washington? and Washington. Mm-hmm. The only and, and to make matters worse, out of the eight teams, the seven minus the Patriots, mm-hmm. the, the seven vacancies, only one team interviewed him. Right. The Falcons. Right. I don't know what is going on there. There's like, obviously, he wants you know, a large share of control. He wants to make personnel decisions. And so maybe that's a factor, but like I am mind blown Mm -hmm. that he may not actually be a head coach next year. Right. I mean, absolutely mind blown. I think they're talking about him being a TV analyst or something. Right. Um, Which I can't, I mean, are you kidding me? (laughs) The the dryness. Absolute dryness. Yeah. (laughs) They played good. They played. Oh, they scored enough points to win. Like put him and Brady in the in the oh, commentator. Dear God, <laughs> please don't put him behind a microphone. Like, like. <laughs> oh no! Please don't do that to us. Oh, I, so I mean, he has to be a coach somewhere. That's why I'm thinking like, what team that currently does not have a vacancy mm-hmm. is just going to get rid of their coach and and hire him because he's too good to to pass up. Right. And like, I don't know that the Ravens are that that answer, but like he. Right. To me, he he has to coach somewhere. He's just too good. Right. I mean, throughout the interview process, I feel like teams know if you interview him, 
at the same time, he's interviewing you Correct. at the same time. Correct. It's a double way standard right there. And, and I'm not sure how comfortable teams are with that. Yeah. And, and the two teams that are left, mm-hmm. it's already been out there that they are interested in assistant coaches that are still, that we're still playing today. Like, mm-hmm. so they already have their eyes on other guys. Like they're not even going after him. Right. So it's, it's staggering to me. Like, like I, I know that people don't want to relinquish control, but at the same time, like how bad do you want to win? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, if you're Belichick, I mean, what more do you have to win at this point? And you, well, you have all those circles. Yeah. And I mean, it, it just depends on how much he wants to really coach. And but at the same time, does your love for the game outvalue, I guess, your want for control or vice versa? I don't know. But yep. uh, I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick is, is a brain and a half in terms of football knowledge. Oh, no doubt. So it's it's just whether you bite the bullet and let them have some power and, and control uh, the roster in some way. I don't know. I mean, especially if he doesn't, if he comes in and doesn't like the roster, all of a sudden you're doing another rebuild. Right. And, and I'm, well, that's the thing. Like, so people say it's, it's gotta be a very particular team because he right. doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do, he, want, he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Right. He wants a, you know, ready-made team, whatever that looks like. And yeah, he's not going to be, He's. You know, I mean, you, you, these teams have head coaching vacancies for a reason because right. they don't have a complete roster at right. the same time. That's why everybody said that Atlanta was the was the clear choice mm-hmm. because they had the pieces on offense and they had a decent defense. Right. It was just quarterback. I tell play, you what. Probably. Tell you what, man. Arthur Blank better be dang sure that Raheem Morris is the guy. Right. Because to, if not, he's always going to be the guy that picks someone else over Belichick. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the worst ownership decision ever. <laughs> so I, I don't know. The, we can go back to the playoffs. I just that I feel, re- realize we've never talked about that. No, we didn't. No, we, we didn't. Even ta- we didn't talk about last week. We didn't talk about the, any of the hirings. And so right. that just, as I said, his name, it kind of stuck out to me. Also, one last thing. Uh-huh. I am drafting Justin Herbert number one overall next year in our fantasy football draft. <laughs> with, with Jim Harbaugh coming in, I think that the, the Chargers – that's what I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. I wanted Jim Harbaugh to come in and see what he could do with Justin Herbert. Right. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'll, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. I'll make sure to draft him ahead of you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So anything else with the Chiefs and the Ravens? We kind of got off topic there. No, you're you're good. I mean, uh, I mean, there's there wasn't much to talk about. It was just a, yeah, it was a 17-10 game. There wasn't right. a ton of scoring. I it's, mean, it was defense played their roles. Yep. Um, it was just about Lamar Jackson and and how he handled the pressure and he just did not uh i guess adjust to, to the way that uh, the chiefs were defending him yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens during the offseason for for the ravens like like we've discussed there's not many holes you can i guess patch up or, or improve it's just I guess, go back out there and do it again do do and, and drop that, a better game plan or something yeah, yeah. you know that's the i mean i'm sure if they had another opportunity at the same game they would throw out whatever game plan they had going in, and they throw and put in another one, and they they take that one hundred percent of the of the time. It's, it's with this roster, it's just it's baffling me that the, they played the way they did today. Yep, yep, I agree. All right, so the late game, the game of the day for sure. Right, Lions at the 49ers. Um, I I just you know final score, 49ers thirty four, Lions thirty one. Mm-hmm. I just feel just absolutely gutted for Detroit Lions fans. Right. Like I just can't even fathom. So, you know, the B- Lions were up 24 to seven at halftime mm-hmm. and did not, they scored one late touchdown, um, but that was it in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, they come, it was a completely tale of two different halves. I mean, they dominated the first half and the, 
I don't want to even say the 49ers dominated the second half because I don't really feel like that's true. I feel like the Lions gave away the mm-hmm. game in the second half. Yeah, there was uh, the turnover, uh, the, the the fumble by Gibbs yep. there. Um, San Francisco started off with a field goal, and they they just took advantage of Detroit not not executing their offensive game plan that they that yeah. they did so well during the first half. Um, obviously, they they went down and scored a TD, and then got the fumble, and then scored another TD. And from there, it was just snowball after snowball after snowball, and uh, Detroit had a couple fourth down tries there, and that. It's just that's the big story. That's going to be the big story of this game. And for probably the rest of the week, Mm -hmm. getting into Super Bowl week is Dan Campbell and his decision to not once but twice go for it on fourth down. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first one is the one where I personally think it completely changed the the momentum of the game. And I jokingly said it to you as we watched the play and I was walking into, into the kitchen to go do something like, oh, momentum shift right there. Right. I mean, it was fourth and three, I think it was. They were in easy field goal range. They were up 14. It would have put them up 17, so three three scores. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason not to kick it there. Right. Um, <clears throat> we love. We both love Dan Campbell. We've said it numerous times. He is known for being aggressive. He doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like the trendy, fun, analytical thing is to go for it now. Right. But like, dude, freaking get points. <laughs> like the NFL. It's a, it's the same thing from in my opinion with certain things changing in baseball. Like all these analytics are telling you to take a pitcher out after five innings or do all these things that nobody's been doing for 30, 40 years. Right. And baseball's been working great. Right. And now it's the same thing with football. Now all of a sudden we go for it every every time because it analytics say to go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, take the points, win the game. Right. I'm and not and he did it twice. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how much Dan Campbell relies on those analytics. Rather, I, I agree. He's I, probably, I, he's the one that probably doesn't. He's the one that just goes with his gut. Right. He's, he's the one who's like, okay, I'm going to give this is my offense. This right. I have faith in these players. They're going to go out there and they're going to win me the game or they're going to lose me the game. Um, obviously that, that sort of trust, um, develops throughout a season and, and, uh, it gains respect throughout that locker room. And that's how, that's how <laughs> we hear it during every uh, post game speech he has. Uh, my players are going to do this. My players are going to do that, and they're tough as nails. And and X and O, X and O is is it creates this persona that's I guess larger than life <laughs> yeah. for Dan Campbell, where yeah. you you like you just know you just see that man, and it's an embodiment of like toughness and <laughs> and grittiness and never giving up and stuff like that. But I mean, at this, <laughs> obviously, he's never coached at this level of deep in the playoffs, NFC championship game. Yeah, it's the biggest game he's ever coached. Yeah, for sure. So even though you have faith in your players, I mean, your kicker's a player. You got to have faith in your boy right there right. to kick the kick the field goal. Right. Po- points are so hard to come by, especially during this time of the year, because you actually have these defenses that are that are that got these teams to, to this stage of the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you have to take advantage, especially if you're on the road. You don't have that home crowd uh, backing you up. Um, those fourth downs, I mean, there's. I think the first one was a little rough because you're trying to develop momentum there. You're trying to get momentum back um, from San Francisco, but at the same time, you, you're you not doing anything during that second half. Right. You know, there's, there's no flow to your offense Take right now. Take the points, man. Take the points. Um, and then lift to fight another day and just just keep chipping away. You're, you're, you're trying to – I mean, it's, it's hard to, I guess – dog them too much because you always say like you play to win the game you play the way you play not to lose or, or the other type of people who lose the game and right. uh, and it's just 
that aggressiveness backfired on him today. It did, and, and it's and it's hard, right? Because in one, we're kind of talking on both sides of our mouth because we're saying Todd Munkin, you know, do what got you there, right? And that's exactly what Dan Campbell did. Yeah, exactly. He did what got him there, and yeah. it just backfired. It didn't yeah. work. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it's the type of thing where in Campbell's in Campbell's situation, like you have to read the game. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what's important there and take the three points, go up three scores. Same thing with the second time he did it. It was like five minutes, six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. They're down by a field goal. They're on the 30 yard line. So it's a 47 yard field goal. Right. And he goes for it. What? Why? Tie the game, bro. <laughs> Tie the game. And, and at, you know, they don't get it. And San Francisco marches right down and scores a touchdown, goes up by 10. Yeah. San Francisco was marching throughout the entire half. So, yeah. I mean, you, you do have to realize that your defense is, is kind of reeling right now. Um, so if, if you miss this field goal or, or whatever, at least you, you're trying for the points. Um, but if you go for it and you don't get it, now, and they score, all of a sudden you're down by two scores. And that's what exactly what ended up happening. Um, and they just ran out of time before they could get the ball back and, and try to march, march back again for another TD. But yeah. it's just one of those things where, yes, I applaud your aggressiveness, but there are times and places where um, – <laughs> because if, if you start doing it too much, all of a sudden you're in Brandon Staley's territory. And, Correct. And, and, <laughs> and you do not want to be in Brandon yeah, Staley's he's territory. He's currently looking for a job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it it was just one of those hat. The second half was just one of those that where it was very clearly like the 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 feel of the game had totally changed. I mean, mm-hmm. after the first four after the first fourth down fail. I think it was the very next drive, not long after, where they had that deep throw to Brandon Ayuk that right. should have gotten intercepted by the DB, hit right off the helmet, and I and Ayuk ended up catching it on the deflection, and he got tackled at like the two yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just there were just so many things that happened in the second half where it was like, okay, the San Francisco is clearly going to win this game because it's just they're they're right. The, everything was falling their way. Everything. Yeah, I mean, you can save momentum all you want, but those are like the the dinks and clinks and and bounces that fall your way that there's no explaination for it, yeah. but they that you take it and you take advantage of it. And San Francisco did. So. I mean, think of think of the series that happened, series of plays that happened all within. I mean, as far as game clock is considered, like under five minutes of the game, you had the fourth down stop, mm-hmm. you had the deflection off the helmet. And then you come right back after San Francisco scores. And I think it was the first play of the drive. Gibbs fumbled right. on the 25 yard line. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, those are three huge plays to have to like take on and digest and be able to move past. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't. Yeah. It's crazy to think about because that was Detroit's one turnover. Right. Uh, they only had one turnover, right. but it felt like they turned the ball over so many times yeah. because of those, de- those uh, aggressive fourth down calls. Well, th- I was going to say they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just you, you can't put your defense in that sort of situation um especially when you're trying you <laughs> you know that that offense is is starting to turn it on Christian McCaffrey was starting to turn it on Ayuk had that big play um Debo Samuel had a, had a nice game it's Brock Purdy burned him with his legs. Yeah, he did. Um he did. He did. everything was just going San Francisco's way. I know you're trying to take momentum away as, as much as possible but uh, just try to pin them deep, run as much clock out as you can and try to try to live as, as much as you can. I, I mean, I know that's the play not to lose method, but at the same time, I, I think you, you have to at least let your offense try to get gain a flow again before you start considering going back on fourth down. Um, it, it's it's rough. It's it's I feel I feel like this way. I, I had this feeling about Buffalo last week where 
you feel sorry for the fans. And once more this week, Detroit, obviously they they've have a uh, long history of suffering as well. I mean, 24 seven at halftime, right? Like, you got to think that we're, sort we're of going way. to the Super Bowl, right? Like, to give them that hope, dude, I can't, <laughs> let even, it down. I can't even fathom that. Nope. I would, I would be crying. I think if I was a Detroit fan, I really do. Oh um, man. Oh, that's and, rough. you know, but the, on the flip side, it's, it's kind of the opposite. In my opinion, it's the opposite of what we said with the Ravens where it's like, okay, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. The lions, man, this is the, this is year one of being good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I feel more, way more encouraged about the future of the, the lions than I do about the Ravens, at least uh, day one initial reaction to both of these games. Like right. the Ravens, they were the number one seed. They did everything right. You know, they had a, a you know, a, I'll put quotes around it, the perfect season as far as on paper, what they did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Lions, they're just still kind of figuring this out. Right. So I think that the Lions still have a, a lot to be excited about. Yeah, I feel like Dan Campbell's going to reflect on this game quite a bit. Um, he's gonna, He looked like he was going to cry. Right, right. I felt so bad for him, too. I mean, we can dog on him, too. But, mm-hmm. like, you know he's one of the most emotional coaches in the league. Right, he wears his heart in his sleep, for yes. sure. Yes, and so he looked just absolutely defeated. Right, devastated. Uh, any word you for sadness, really, that could describe Dan Campbell. It's, it's just going to be one of those things where he has to learn um, and adjust uh, into future. Because, like you said, this is year one. This is year one of being being good. Um, obviously, if you're a Detroit fan, you can't take these things for granted, especially for how long you've right. suffered. Right. But at the same time, th- this this is a young football team. It's not like it's an old you football gotta team. you got to think they're going to continue. Right. Yep. The trajectory is pointing upwards. As for the Ravens, um, it's you've been stagnant for, I feel like, a while. Um, obviously, they had that Super Bowl win what, a decade ago or whatever it was, yep. over a decade ago. And But it's it, they're consistently good. It's just they can't get past that hump. Yep. But in terms of Detroit, you still at least have that hope of, of getting there one day. Now, the one thing that both of these teams, I think, are going to have to deal with mm-hmm. um, is I think it looks like they both might lose their stud coordinator. Ben Johnson, the coordinator for the Lions, it looks he's up for a head coaching job. And Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, the you know, Ravens were known for their defense. The mm-hmm. Lions were known for their offense. So they're going to be losing. You know, I think that's who Seattle and the and the Commanders, Commanders. are both going after. Right. Um, and so it, that's going to be the one thing that I think specifically with the Lions that they're going to have to, you know, figure out mm-hmm. is because they Ben Johnson is a phenomenal coordinator. Right. The fact that he was able to to develop this run game, the play action, get get this kind of results out of Jared Goff mm-hmm. is is phenomenal right and the reason that he's up for a head coaching job so that's the downside about being good and not winning at all mm-hmm. is you lose your coordinators right um so i, I mean like uh, ben johnson deserves all the credit in the world to be honest um dan campbell i'm not sure how much i guess of, of a opinion or a take he has in the offense right so it'll be i've always felt like dan campbell is the leader and he as, lo- as long as he surrounds himself with competent coordinators Everybody just rallies around them and they push forward as, yep. as, 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 an, as an entire group together. So it'll be interesting if Ben Johnson takes off where they go from there uh, offensively um, and how their offense is going to look next year without Ben Johnson if he does yeah, get hired if somewhere he ends else. Up taking a job. Um, yeah. He, there were a lot of teams that wanted him last year and he decided right. to stick around mm-hmm. because he felt pretty good about this season. So we'll see if he does the same thing or, mm-hmm. I mean, how long can you not take that payday? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's a promotion. Correct. You're getting hired for a promotion. And I mean, yes, you, you care about the players and you care about what you've established there in Detroit. But at the same time, you got to look out for yourself and, and 
what you think you can bring to the table um, elsewhere. I mean, obviously, you want all the credit in the world, especially and head coaches get that get that credit uh, over the coordinators most of the time. Yep. So I'll just say this just real quick before we jump into previewing the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers, man, their two games. Not pretty. It's, it's hard to not. <laughs> it's hard to not. It's hard to tell. Okay. <laughs> let me let me let me slow Third down here. Try. Let me slow down here, people. Right. They're in the Super Bowl, right? So it's really hard to say this about a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. but they kind of got it given to them. Mm-hmm. Both games, the Packer game, they should have lost, in my opinion, and this game, they should have lost. So I mean, they're there, and you know, 49er fans have to be ecstatic and and saying all these different things about how great Brock Purdy is and how they came back. I would argue they didn't come back. The Lions gave it away, mm-hmm. but this both of their games were less than stellar, right? I mean, I feel like both games it's been tell two halves, um, correct? With Packers and 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 uh, Detroit, the first halves have been questionable and 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 i mean matt lafleur went forward instead of kicking a field goal right Uh, same thing yeah yeah second half i mean they're winning in ways they're not used to winning and that we've we saw the stat last week with the packers that they haven't won they they didn't win um or hadn't won trailing in the fourth quarter by x amount of points seven or whatever it was a really long time right yeah and then i think they were like two and 29 when they're they've been trailing by 14 plus points um to any team during any time of the year. So the, falling behind isn't 49ers game. They they, they right. like to be ahead. They like to run the ball with McCaffrey. Uh, they like having Brock Purdy as the game manager rather than being the superstar um, come from behind um, quarterback that yep. I feel like every, every team needs in this league. Um, but they're, I, I feel like they're transcending their game in a way. And I'm not sure if it's for the better just yet. Obviously they made it to the Super Bowl, So right. it's, it's worked out for them so far. Well, obviously, if if you're a 49er fan, you're not, you don't want to see your team down 20 at halftime or something going and going against the Chiefs, especially with that defense. No, thank you. Right. So right. It, it's it's one of those things where they can't make a habit of it. It's nice to see them pulling out these wins now, but at the same time, you, you must be nervous if you if you go down big to KC in, at half. I'm not sure if they they can claw out of that hole. Right. I, 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 Packers and Detroit defense is not. It's not anywhere. It's not the, it's not the Chiefs. It's not the Chiefs' right. defense at all. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they game plan and how they come out, especially after uh, coming out with goose eggs, both with Green Bay and Detroit. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I feel like the first half is going to dictate a lot of what of that outcome. Uh, a lot more than we we, I guess, assume. Obviously, second half uh, come from behind victories. All that stuff brings the spotlights and and the big stories. But I feel like the first half of that game is going to really d- dictate where where that football game is going to go. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, Chiefs against the Niners. It's obviously a rematch of the 2019-2020 season um, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs won that game 31 to 20. They were actually down 10. Right, going in, fourth in the fourth quarter, right. and Mahomes did Mahomes type things, mm-hmm. and they ended up winning thirty-one to twenty. But um, you know, I think it's we talked about this throughout the season. You know, getting teams at the right time, mm-hmm. where you know, the, well, there was one week we said the Cowboys are getting the Eagles at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I would kind of argue that the Chiefs are getting it's, and again, this is ridiculous to say because it's a Super Bowl, <laughs> right? But like, I would argue that the Chiefs are getting the Niners at the right time because mm-hmm. the Chiefs are playing some. Not some of. They're playing their best football this season. Oh, absolutely. And the Niners are not. 
they're just flat out. I mean, granted, they're winning games, but they are not playing their best football. Right. And I, I guess this is also a testament to how talented that San Francisco roster is because Agreed. they've been they, – they don't Agreed. need to play their, their best football to win the playoffs. Just, I was just going to say that next. I guess you could almost be optimistic. Like, mm-hmm. look, we're in the Super Bowl, and we played like crap the last two weeks. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And so if they figure it out, then that's scary. Right. Absolutely. I mean I – mean, I feel like San Francisco has the highest ceiling. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, compared with the two teams, but Casey is more consistent right now. Um, obviously, they after that Raiders loss. I feel like I feel like that's lost last uh, loss they have they yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. After that, they pieced it all together and they haven't looked back really. Yep. So San Francisco, obviously, they they haven't lost in a while. But at the same time, <laughs> like you said, they should have lost. I feel like both of these games, Green Bay and Detroit. So. I don't know how much of a confidence booster it is right now to be in that San Francisco lock, locker room, knowing you 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 basically stole two games to get to the Super Bowl. Right, but you 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 kind of have to refocus and realize you probably won't do that against KC. It's going to be a hard task to do. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I think it's going to be not arguably. It's going to be probably the biggest the biggest challenge this season for Steve Spagnuolo. And his defense. I mean, they've you know they've played great. They they shut down the Ravens, but we already talked about the Niners have so many more weapons than the Ravens do. Oh, absolutely! So many different option plays, gadget plays, motion this, motion that. Debo is he going to catch it? Is he going to run it? Same thing with McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Kittle, you got Brandon Ayuk who made a phenomenal catch today. Like, there's just so many things. And then apparently, you got to worry about Brock Purdy taking off and running the ball. So, <laughs> I think that's the big for me. That's the matchup is. The, the Chiefs defense versus the Niners offense. Right. And I feel like the Ravens have the better defense between the, the Ravens and the Niners. So maybe there's a little bit of leeway there. But at the same time, McCaffrey is not Justice Hill. He's not Gus Edwards. Debo Samuel That's, is not Zay yeah. Flowers and Odell Beckham. Um, I mean, San Francisco runs even plays for their fullback. Not not a lot of teams run their plays run plays for their fullback. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was toe tapping on the sidelines. Yeah, making catches. Making toe like, what the freak, man? <laughs> Where do they get players in San Francisco exactly. making toe taps for a fullback? Yep, exactly. So it's 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 definitely going to be a little bit different. I feel like uh, I I feel like San Francisco knows more of their identity. Then I guess Baltimore is gonna, did today. Um, obviously, they had a, the whole offensive adjustment throughout the year, and I feel like this this game today kind of overloaded uh, Lamar's brain on that one. But Brock Purdy has been in the same system for two years now. He and he, he knows what to do. Um, McCaffrey knows what to do. That entire offense is is very potent. I, I don't I don't feel like there's going to be any I guess snags or snugs or anything like that that'll uh speed bumps that'll give the breaks to Kansas City like uh Baltimore did today. So yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I just don't <laughs> I, I just don't know where to where it's gonna go really because it's gonna depend on what team what San Francisco team is going to show up to to be honest. I, I think I know what's what KC team is going to show up and that's going to be the one we've seen we've seen uh, yep. throughout the playoffs. Yep. San Francisco wise, I don't know. Right. It'll depend right. it'll depend there. You know it's funny with San Francisco and and we can obviously this is a conversation more for after the Super Bowl as we're wrapping up the season and previewing next season. Mm-hmm. When they were down big, there was a there was a scene where Shanahan was on the sideline talking to Brock Purdy, and I couldn't help but think that if they don't win this if they don't win this game or if they don't win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Shanahan is still going to look for somebody else. Yeah, he's constantly looking. He's constantly. He's not happy. Right. He's, he's never, I mean, I mean, you know, 
the jerk if if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I don't think you go out and shop and get somebody new. Oh no. But if they don't and if he doesn't play his best, I mean, for crying out loud, they Jimmy Garoppolo took them to the Super Bowl and then the NFC Championship game and mm-hmm. then they drafted Trey Lance. Right. So there's really no lo- loyalty there for for Shanahan and and his quarterbacks. Like he oh. I just feel like he's still searching for like the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. It feels like Shanahan definitely has short leases with his yes. quarterbacks. Um so I'll be really I'll be really curious to see that dynamic next uh in two weeks in the Super Bowl and then this offseason kind of what that looks like if they go after some one of the free agent guys. I mean, Kirk Cousins, can you imagine plug and play there? I, I I don't know. I'm just throwing it out here. I feel like I got a couple hot takes tonight. Bill, Bill Belichick to the Ravens, Kirk Cousins to the to the Niners. I, we'll see Ooh, that. Yeah. Ooh. All right. It's getting so, spicy. Um. All right. You got anything else you want to break down before we do our predictions? I, no, not not right now. No. Okay. So, Chiefs, Niners. Who you got? I feel like I'm gonna like quadruple down and say the Niners against the Chiefs, <laughs> just out of spite. And like I gotta get it right sometime. No, if not, then I'll just go down as a KC hater or something. But I'm I'm officially done picking against the Chiefs. You're gonna go Chiefs, Chiefs? all day. Yeah, Chiefs all day. Yeah, I, I mean talent wise, Holmes gets his third ring. Yeah, <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift right off into the sunset. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my head, it hurts. Gag me. Gag me with a spoon. Oh, can't. Yeah. I'll, you'll go KC. I'll go dribble down. Oh, well. You're an idiot. Let, let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go. Oh. If they lose, if if the Chiefs win, I'm going to make you write a hand, handwritten, letter, handwritten to- letter apology to them. Because, dude, you got to learn at some point. I have learned. I, I'm just... I, I, I can't pick them and then hope they lose. I, I, it just, well, that's true. It, it's just that. weird to me. Yeah, yeah, so, I get that. So, it's, like, like I said, I, I have nothing against. Like, I have all the respect for Andy Reid and, yeah. and whatnot. It's just yeah. one of those things where I, I cannot. My attention span does not allow me to focus on this one team for five consecutive years. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's time for another team to to, to do something. So. Yeah, I'll go Niners. You can go Chiefs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm done picking against them. Yeah, we'll, we'll split and, All right. and see where it goes. Well, I think regardless, it's going to be a good game, which, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a fan that has no stake in the game, that's all you want. Right. I mean, you just want a good competitive game. Um, for the most part, the last few Super Bowls have been that. I'm trying to think of the last one that was just a dud. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even really remember to be. Oh, the 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 Bucks blew the gates off the Chiefs. Actually, that's right. That wasn't that was Tom never, Brady. That was never a good a good game. Right. Um, I think that's that was what four or five years ago. Um, so mm-hmm. everyone else has to this point have been good matchups. So hopefully we get another one. But um, we will be off next week, right? We'll we're be on by. We're not doing a show, so we're we're on by. Um, obviously Super Bowls in two weeks, so we will be back. Um, after the game to wrap up our season, wrap up the Super Bowl, recap it for you guys. And obviously we'll talk about the game and we'll preview whatever is on our radar for, right. for next season as well. Write my letter. Yeah. Write your handwritten letter. <laughs> apology love. letter to the chiefs for continuously picking against them. Apparently they should thank me for always picking against them. Bulletin board material. Yeah. Bulletin board. They, they probably, clearly listen to the pod. They probably have my yes. face posted on yeah. their bulletin yep. board right now. Yep. All right. Well, we will see you all in two weeks. Have a good bye week and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Go Chiefs.
Go Niners? I don't even know at this point. Go off season at yeah. this point. <laughs> go Jets. Go Jets. Go all Saints. Right. Thanks for Peace listening out. to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.